Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We are a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. Like peanut butter and pickles. Ugh. What? No, no, no. You were you said peanut butter and jelly in the pregame for the episode. Yes. You can't say peanut butter. I changed butter. my mind. I like the peanut butter and pickles. <laughs> That's so gross. So gross. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you do this to me? Because I love you. Doesn't feel like love. Peanut butter and honey? That'd be love. That's love right there. Eek. Yeah, no, I had that same eek expression when one of my friend's moms said she was going to make us a snack of peanut butter and honey snacks when I was uh, back in high school. And I tried one. It was delicious. I've had one. I don't really like them. You don't really like honey. Yeah, I'm not a big honey fan. Honey's the best. It comes from bees butts. It's bee butt juice. I don't know if you caught that. It's bee butt juice. <laughs> okay. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little bit tired. Doing really good, too. It's been a good week. Had some quality time with family after having a lot of quality time with family. We just recently went on vacation. Uh, we spent a week with my in-laws, so Steve's family, mm-hmm. and then spent a couple more days just the, with our family of four in Chicago and around Wisconsin. Mm, it wasn't all vacation. You were working. Yeah, it's a workcation. But I like to work on vacation, so <laughs> it was I, vacation. I like to work on vacation too, but somebody always tells me you're not allowed to work on this vacation. Um, looking on Instagram is not the same as actually <laughs> doing work. <laughs> you better have all these podcasts edited before we leave. <laughs> Uh, I really, I love taking photos in the places that we visit. So it's really hard for me to look at it as work. I see it as vacation because it's something I am passionate about. Uh, but being able to go to a different location than what I usually shoot in uh, is just wonderful. It's beautiful. and Yeah, we went from the Midwest to the Midwest. So it's a yeah. big, big scenery change. For well, us. I mean, it's a huge change from going from where we were. It was, which was which Wisconsin, which was like the Kentucky of the Midwest. And then going to Chicago. I heard somebody is, try to lump Kentucky into the Midwest the other day. Yeah, well, it's not. It's south. It's very southern. You will know if you come, you go visit, if you're in Kentucky, you know, you have like that Southern pride. If you visit Kentucky, you realize, oh yeah, that is the South. Now Southern Indiana is like really on the fence of being Southern, (laughs) but we're Midwest. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like a lot of states just wish they were a part of the Midwest. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, Just divided by a river. Yeah. Yeah, if you're west of the Mississippi, you're not a part of the Midwest. You're a part of the West. All of that. All of that is just the West. (laughs) It's all the West. Forget those planes. Anyways, let's get back on topic. (laughs) (laughs) Me defining what is and is not the Midwest in America is the topic. If if you're binging these episodes, you've realized that... 
that there's been only maybe seconds or maybe a couple of days between these episodes. But for the people who have listened from the start, we definitely were on a hiatus. Um, We had a ton of work come in for weddings and wanted to really just put the time in that we needed to to focus on our clients. And unfortunately, we had to sacrifice the podcast even though this is the thing that we do probably enjoy the most to do together. So um, besides other things, but <laughs> what's besides other things? Well, like vacation with our children, go to concerts and yeah, no, we really enjoy doing this together. So we were really sad. Both of us um, were upset that we had to put this do a little break, but it was good. We're refreshed. We're uh, up to date with our work which is good because we were kind of swimming and we were kind of drowning in work at one point in time vacation didn't help out yeah and i was traveling all over the u.s to do engagement shoots and so that kind of put me behind on a lot of things you're in new york we we're both in la you're in chicago well you were in chicago yeah, so i just need it what is it what's the next biggest city dallas houston houston is yep Okay, so I need to, if you are a Houston listener, need an engagement session, I just need to check it off my list. You did my them in order, list. too. You went New York, L.A., Chicago. I so did. next is Houston. So hit us up. We've got, <laughs> we've got to do this. I've got to go down the largest city list. In order. In order. Or my life will the be largest, ruined. The largest, most populous city list according to the 2010 census. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what it's really like now? We don't have another I census for I another year. I think I looked at the most updated. Or I might have looked at 2008. Who knows if there's a 2008 list. Every 10 years, babe, the oh, census. It's two every 10 years? Well, I think I pulled up a 2018 list. So it's not the actual census. It's just maybe estimates. But anyway. So we got an anonymous email while we were on a break. Wait, wait, that's wait, right are, are we allowed to say who the it's anonymous right yeah. okay so just to to put this out to our listeners um or even if there are people out there that aren't listeners you know of someone who's having an issue you want to send in their problems uh, we would love to address them we've had a few come in um that we've just emailed back we have haven't um talked about them on the show, but this one we wanted to address because I think it's something that is relevant and others definitely um, could be, hopefully we could help by discussing it. Um, plus this person who wrote in um, put no way to contact them. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was no way for us to address it. Did they say besides, something like, I'll take my answer on the air yes so we we were like okay the only way for us to address this is by answering it on on our podcast so um steven do you want me to read it or do you want to go i don't have it pulled up so you're gonna have to read it okay um from anonymous (laughs) hey so i friend requested my vendors on facebook is that normal i feel like yes But my florist was complaining about a client who picked cheap flowers on Facebook. Flowers that would look like SHIT with the rest of their decor and colors. I read the comments 
And unless there's someone having basically the same wedding as me, my florist was talking about me. Ooh, damn. I didn't comment, but I am mad as hell. And I want to go off on them and fire them, but I'm two months away. And what should I do? I'm just a mess. OMG. <laughs> Anytime you they got say that deposit, like... <laughs> they got that they got that deposit. Your florist got that deposit because if they got that deposit, <laughs> okay. you're sticking with them. I I'm just gonna have to apologize for the behavior of a lot of vendors. We have a very stressful job, and okay, first of all, this is not an excuse. I'm just saying we have a very stressful job, and a lot of times we vent and there's some vendors who vent in the wrong places and Facebook is absolutely the wrong place to do that. That there, there's absolutely no excuse to put that out there. Um, you are potentially ruining your business. You're ruining your reputation because people are looking at that and they're thinking, well, I don't want to make the wrong decision. So maybe I should just not go with that florist because then I know that my other florist isn't going to put me on blast. So I honestly just think that that's really terrible of that vendor to do something like that. And probably something if they were really frustrated about it, maybe they were hoping they were wanting to shoot at that vendor or that venue. They are not, they were hoping to have their flowers shot in that venue and then realize that it wasn't going to look how they were hoping it to look there's absolutely no reason for them to even vocalize that at all because it's your wedding there is no reason for them to vocalize that in defense of vendors i will say they when a vendor complains about something with your wedding it's not necessarily a complaint about your wedding it's usually more a complaint about the industry or about the fact that they've already done 20 weddings that are similar and the vendor's looking to do something different and they want to do something new because they a lot of vendors feel like they get in a rut because they, they do the same things over and over and over again because a lot of weddings are very similar. So when they complain, a lot of times the complaint isn't so much that you're bad or you've picked bad things it's really more that they were hoping to do something different or creative for them um, and they're not really taking into account that you don't work in the wedding industry <laughs> you're not a, a, you, you don't know all the similarities with all these other things for you this is a very unique experience it's your first time ever doing this uh, or not necessarily your first time, but you know, it's, it doesn't happen very often in your life. And so the choices you make should be things you love and you want. And your vendors are all pieces of crap. Every single one of them. I'm just going to break it down <laughs> for you right now. Every one of them is talking about you behind your back saying that everything. You oh, come on. So you don't make everybody paranoid. <laughs> Everyone who's planning their wedding right now is like, Seriously, you're creating more anxiety that they already have. No, that is not true at all. I have, I have some of my favorite couples and I have brought them up to other vendors and they're like, oh my gosh, they're awesome. So no, what you just said. I was joking. That was a joke. I can relate to what Steve is saying. 
as a creative, it's really important to me to do creative work. And so if I'm constantly shooting the same venue, um, shooting the same type of, of decor, same type of couple who wants the same things that they've been seeing everywhere else, or if there's no flexibility there for me to do something creative with the portraiture, it is, it is frustrating, but in the long run, it's, it's not my wedding. It's not, my job is to give my client what they want and hoping that I can exceed those expectations by bringing my creativity there. But if say they don't want to do any creative portraiture, that's, that's something I just need to leave there. Like bringing that up. And we get that from time to time. So I got to tell you, it is such a relief not to have to do creative portraiture. It's like, I don't have to think <laughs> about things. I don't have to plan things out. And I don't have to get out my artist mind and, and hat and put that on. I can just, I can leave on my copycat hat and just copy all the work I've done before. Yeah. It's great. It's like brainless, just effortless. I just kind of flow through things. It's like uh, when you're on a tube going down the river. You Not just at don't all. It's that is never a comparison that I think of You're when I think on of a tube in a lazy river. <laughs> I'm typically in very uncomfortable shoes, walking six to seven miles, and with carrying around twenty pounds of equipment. So, never thinking about floating down a tube. Not if I'm ever. shooting the wedding with you. <laughs> I'm carrying around forty pounds of equipment. You got nothing, and I've got like five. <laughs> I have to be carrying something. Who's taking the pictures? Are you the only person taking that? You've got two cameras in hand. Uh, when we shoot weddings together, what Jen does is she walks around completely nothing in her hands, nothing on her back all day. And then when she's ready to take a picture, she just looks and she says, perfect, right there like that. She holds both of her hands up in the perfect position. And then I have to figure out which camera body she wants to use and which lens on that camera body just by kind of eyeballing it. And then I slide that directly into the position where her hands are. And then she presses the button and then I take it away and uh, we go back for the next shot later on. Yeah. That's 100% <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Anonymous, can we call her? Can we can we can we designate a name to our anonymous write-in? Amy. Um. Yeah, I was thinking. A Amy Anonymous. Just Amy. Let's just call her Amy. Okay, so Amy, if I may be so bold and brash as to call you Amy, your situation really sucks. Yes. And I'm very sorry you picked that florist, and you're two months out. I would say at this point in time. You really have to gauge how pissed off you are. If you're on a scale of like one to 10, 10 being I'm going to burn their company to the ground. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're around like a seven, you probably just need to bite the bullet, lose your deposit, fire that florist and hire a new one. And it's going to be really difficult. I would not fire the florist until you've already secured a new florist who you can afford on your budget after you lose your deposit. You yeah, you've got to understand that Stephen there there is a retainer within that. Yes. So you in 2 months out flor the florist hasn't ordered flowers. They don't order flowers 2 months out. So there is that still that possibility of not losing the entire amount that you put That's into why I said it. deposit, yeah. not the whole amount. I know, but it it's, it's one of those things that you have to balance. Like, 
is that florist going to provide the service that you want? Because either way, they are going to take some sort of profit from you. And is it going to be more stressful to find another florist before the wedding, which I think it's going to be incredibly um, stressful. If you could have, if you have someone lined up, then it, it could be that um, it could all work out. Um, but the thing is about florists, you're not going to have to spend time with them. They're going to provide the flowers that you were hoping for, the, fl the floral you were hoping for. They're still going to put in the amount of work that they need to, to create the vision that you had. They might put it all together and realize, wow, this actually looks really good. So <laughs> who knows? Um, it really is terrible that they did something like this. Um, but if it's the thing that's probably going to be, which I wouldn't actually say this about a lot of things, but I don't really respect businesses that air their dirty laundry out on social media. So maybe even leaving a review saying like the floral was great. Everything looked great, but I was very turned off by the fact that she was bashing other clients on her social media or he. I might even just uh, let the florist know if you, if you decide to stick with the florist because it'd be too much of a hassle to go find somebody else. I might let the florist know that you saw their post and just be like, Hey, um, I read your post. I know it was about my wedding and I am offended and I'm very upset about this. And I just want you to know that and just, you know, put your cards on the table, be, yeah, be assertive and just say, Hey, that's not okay. I'd prefer for you not to talk about my wedding on social media again. But you know what? Knowing people who actually air dirty laundry out on social media, they're just going to get even more pissed off about it. They're not going to be like, oh, wow, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. Like, I can't believe I did that. No, they're going to be the type of people that if they're going to bash someone's wedding on social media, they're typically the petty people who are going to make a big deal out of it mm -hmm. and bring it elsewhere. So, I mean, sometimes it's just like better not even to be confrontational about it. Sometimes you got to stand up for yourself. You can't. Even if you know it's not going to help the situation because <laughs> that's <laughs> going to help you to respect yourself. I feel like we're like reverse roles because typically I'm all about like standing up for yourself. And usually I'm the one that's standing up for myself. And you're usually like, pick your battles, Jen. And I'm like, they're all my battles. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got some great advice then. You know, I'll, I'll go back to my role. Um, Amy, what you want to do, fire that florist right away. Uh, it's probably way too late in the game to find a new florist who's going to be able to get you everything you need. So change things up. Forget about floral altogether. People think floral is so hot right now. I want to tell you about a new thing that's even hotter. Balloon Dear artists. Lord. You could hire a balloon artist to come in and make balloon flowers for you <laughs> to put all over your wedding. Balloons are even hotter than floral right now. Right, Jen? 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 You do you. If you want to do balloon floral, be like Steve. Hire some balloon artists to to charge you like what? Our children got unicorn balloonicorns. Balloonicorns. 
They did, but how does this? How I'm is just this related? Saying, balloon to... art is so crazy now. You can get balloons yeah, that look like little unicorns. You can play with. Parents you bought could, it like maybe could... a gas station on the way here. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe you can get some gas station balloon flowers. <laughs> it's that this oh, the whole situation just really is terrible, and I think I think what vendors need to realize is that airing your dirty laundry on social media is first of all it's incredibly prideful uh you're trying to prove that you are a quote-unquote know-it-all of the industry and that your opinion matters more than anybody else's and then you want other people to you want to feed off other people's comments and negativity it's disgusting just stop doing it it's it's terrible stop doing it in wedding groups stop doing it on your social media especially stop putting it on your social media in a public account it looks terrible it makes you look petty just stop doing it so what what can listeners do who are getting married um to help vet so they don't wind up with a vendor who complains on social media should they be friending vendors before they even pick vendors um, before they sign with vendors, should they just not friend their vendors? Period. <laughs> you know, I, as someone who, as a vendor, um, I really love it when my clients friend me or follow me. Um, it's I feel more connected to them because it is such a part of our lives now. So I do feel like the fact that I'm seeing like their their bridal shower and their bachelorette party photos go through my feed. Um, I feel like I'm a part of that. And so it makes me more invested into the wedding. I don't see a problem with friending your vendors. I see a problem with friending douchey vendors. Yeah, but how do you, how do you go around That's that? Like saying. there's you gotta, sometimes you just don't know. I will say this though. You're thinking you might get married three, four years out. You just start no, friending right. wedding vendors now. Right now. That's so unrealistic. <laughs> Listen, you just don't know. Sometimes you know. You meet people and you just know right off the bat they're terrible people. They're, I mean, I've, I've met with couples way, way, way in the past. No one that we've, we've had that I've met with and I've thought their wedding is going to be hell for me. I'm going to hate every second of this and I know not to book them. And if you get that feeling, even though, you know, friends say, oh, they're fabulous, it's probably best not to go with them because you should just stick with your instinct. Unless you're meeting with me and you get that instinct. That's instinct's totally wrong if you're meeting with me. But at the same time, we've had weddings where I've had this instinct where I've had all these red flags that I've wished that I didn't like leading up to it. It was a little bit, maybe a little bit more difficult than a regular client, but the wedding was fabulous. And ended up generating other leads for me. And I, I know as a bride and groom, you're not thinking anything about, okay, well, this working with this particular florist, even though I had some red flags, ended up being fabulous. You're not thinking about generating leads, but maybe this can be a, a relationship that continues. And with floral, you have so many opportunities. And to if be she crapped all over your wedding on. Well, no, 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 Facebook. not this situation. I'm just saying, if there's, I'm saying in just like hypothetical, you have red flags meeting with a floral or, but I would say that is a the exception, not the norm. 
I say stick with your instinct, hire people that you trust and that you want to work with. And honestly, people who invest in other and invest in the couples. So businesses who invest in the couples, they're not going to be going on to Facebook and bashing those couples. Yeah. But you don't know if you're hiring somebody who invests in their couples when. Well, that's, that's true. But sometimes you do know. Sometimes you just kind of, you just kind of know. Every vendor you hire, you're just rolling the dice. It's a gamble, Jen. Every time, flipping a coin. Yeah, there you go. Heads, give that. Give this. Give these lies to our couples so that they know <laughs> that planning weddings are terrible. Most most people I know who work in the wedding industry are really nice people, really good people. Yeah. So this email actually really surprised me because I. I feel like we don't really see a lot of that in the Indianapolis area at all. Vendors like complaining about clients and stuff. Yeah. But um, it does happen. But yeah, but I do, I read stories about it like on, on Facebook and Reddit and Twitter and stuff. So I know it happens, but it's just uh, in our community, it doesn't feel like it happens. Indianapolis is a good place full of good people. Everybody should come and this, live here. And if this was an indie florist... Very sorry. You ended up picking the one florist that is the worst. <laughs> the one florist we've never worked with. I, we have a very tight knit industry. I feel like a lot of us are friends. A lot of us hang out outside of weddings um, because we're working for ourselves. And so we really need a community. We need like coworkers to hang out with. And so a lot of times we're going out and we're having drinks or we're getting brunch together. And yes, we have our frustrations. There's this, this industry is incredibly stressful. The things that our couples are going through, we are going through it with 40 other couples and we're doing it every single year for, for, for us for a decade now. It can be a very stressful job and sometimes releasing that stress between vendors. Um, but it, it happens, but it of course should be private and with someone you trust and honestly don't think it should be gossip. I think it should just be like, this is what's going on and I'm having a hard time. I think maybe one of the questions, so Every time somebody's getting married, they end up hiring somebody, whether it's like a planner or a coordinator or a venue, but they, they hire somebody first in like that hierarchy. And I think maybe if you if you have a friend who works in the industry, like maybe, maybe you have a friend who's a DJ or a photographer or a videographer or a caterer, um, just ask them for their advice. You know, you, you can go online, you can see the photos of everybody's work. You can see what everything looks like, whether or not it's good. Um, and so you can kind of get a feel for who you want to work with and then just ask whoever it is you trust in the industry, whatever contact you've made or connection you've made, um, already and just say, Hey, I'm thinking about going with this person. What I want to know is, are they a good person? Do you like working with them and do their clients enjoy working with them um i think i think maybe one of the things we need to get away from in the industry is like just saying like i'm gonna go with this person because all their all their stuff looks really great on their instagram feed or i saw all their stuff on pinterest or wherever it was and maybe uh get, get back to asking people like hey but it, is this person somebody you'd want to spend time with because i th feel like that's really important because when you're coming up on your wedding 
there's going to be a lot of emails you have to send back and forth. There's going to be a lot of phone calls you have to make. You want to work with people who communicate well. So you want to make sure you can say, like, hey, am, is this going to be an enjoyable experience for me? Because if your wedding's not enjoyable and if planning your wedding's not enjoyable, like, it's not the end of the world. I mean, that's your wedding and planning your wedding, that doesn't mean you're going to have a good or a bad marriage. But it sure puts a sour note on the beginning of the marriage if the wedding's a real stinker. Well, it, it's, it's customer service. That's all, that's really it is. What you have to look at, like when you go into really anything, and I think you're going to see that more people are paying attention to that for vendor or for venues. Um, but there's some vendors that I think people don't really consider customer service. Um, for instance, photography. Um, I I think that we go above and beyond for our couples, and we try our best to make sure that their experience is the far beyond um, what we've heard within the industry. Um, and, you know, that does factor into cost. And you're going to see that with, we're going to see that with DJ. You're going to see that with florist. There's people that I've told that, hey, they're good at what they do, but, you know, good luck trying to get an, an answer for their emails. You might not hear from them for two months. And they still end up going with them. And then they complain about that situation. It's like if you know that a if you know that's going to happen, that's on you. But try to, if you can, get some advice or read some reviews on how um, that's happened and maybe how they've responded to that review. Because um, you know, it's, there's always two sides to a story, but it's it's important to know what you're getting yourself into. And talent is not everything. Because just for instance, like photography, you have a bad experience with your photographer, you're not going to like your photos. That's just it. Like they could be the best photographer, like the best photos you've ever seen in your life, but you're not going to like them because every time you look at them, you're going to think about that bad experience with the photographer. I've seen you're not going to feel comfortable in the photos and then your photos you won't like because you can see how uncomfortable you were when you look at the photos. And yeah, yeah there's like a trickle down effect there. Or even you don't, just you like, don't want to look at uncomfortable flowers all day. <laughs> so I, I think with a floral, for instance, you're going to see those flowers and you're, you might think like, oh, that's frustrating, but it's really not something that you're going to be taking with you for the rest of your life. Like you're going to have some you look photos at the of it. Photos and you can see it, you can see how much but, love and care didn't go into the flowers when you look <laughs> yeah, at the photos. But hopefully you forget about that um leading into, you know, decades of wedding of marriage. Um but it's it's one of those things that you hope that you pick the right vendors, sometimes you don't. And you just got to move on from it. You've got to weigh your options. Is it going to be better to fire this person and find another vendor or should you just go forward because it's going to cause you less stress? You just have to, f to find a good balance. Totes agree. Toter boats. I think that's going to do it for us this week at Wedded. Where can listeners find us, Jen? If you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to join the awesome community of listeners we're growing on Facebook, 
you can join the wedded Facebook group. Um, and don't forget to add your love buddies. I added you, right? It's called the Love Buddies Wedded Facebook group, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. And so you can find a little bit more information on there um, and other platforms to listen to us on your mobile device. Yeah, maybe you've listened to us on Apple Podcasts and now you're looking like, what if they sound different on Spotify? Yeah. What if we do? Who knows? <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. Bye. <laughs> what's my line? I forget. It's been a while. What's, what's my line? Line. 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 <laughs> um, I love you, Steven. Have a good night. I love you, babe.